Happy holidays, friends. Lyle here, your candy cane eating, pajama pants sporting, and snow fort tunneling host of the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast. And I come once again bearing gifts. Welcome to a long winter's clap, 12 days of speech and debate event overviews. For these episodes, One Clap will be delivering a stocking stuffer of event overviews and resources that I hope will be helpful for novice judges, coaches, or competitors. And what's the plan for these episodes? Well, for each ep, I will provide a quick overview of the chosen event, a couple of sweet and spicy tips for each event from expert coaches or competitors, and links to helpful resources to help you rock your performance on our website. These overviews are not meant to be comprehensive, but should hopefully give you some information on each event and then provide some resources for independent deep dives for listeners who want to go that direction. So settle in for a helpful event overview gift for your speech-loving ears from One Clap Speech and Debate. Today, we're talking about informative speaking. Informative speaking, also known as info, is very similar to original oratory. It is an individual event in which a competitor writes an original speech. Just like oratory, informational speaking is one of the few competitive high school events for which students actually write all of the delivered content. Unique to informative is the opportunity for students to use a visual aid for their speech. Informative speeches are no longer than 10 minutes in length and must be memorized by competitors. Here is a description straight from the NSDA. Informative requires students to balance the content with delivery and style. Students in informative must be articulate, engaging, and smooth with their delivery at both a vocal and physical level. The purpose of the event is to inform and educate the audience on a topic of significance. Students may or may not employ the use of visual aids in the performance. While informatives are all different, the structure should provide a framework for the audience to understand the topic. Each main point should explore a specific aspect of the topic that the student is presenting. Research is a very important component in informative. All claims should be backed up with evidence that verifies the information the speaker is conveying. If a student has presented two or three components of the topic in an educational and logically sound manner, it is likely they have displayed an adept command of structure. Informational speaking is another event that really encourages students to mine the depths of their creativity and personal interests and passions to find a topic perfectly suited to them. The focus of informative speaking is informing and educating the audience on a novel or interesting informative topic in a way that's highly engaging and memorable and meaningful. So topic selection will require a lot of brainstorming, thought, and careful selection. Like oratory, the options available for topic selection are legion, and this can be a difficult challenge for competitors. The visual aid presents another opportunity for presenters to engage their audience using visual stimulus. And the aid can be a positive element that takes the speech to another creative level, or it can sometimes be a bit of a crutch that sometimes even slows the momentum of the speech or distracts from the message. While there are a few specific guidelines for visual aids too, uh, there's definitely a ton of room for creativity in delivering and using these aids. I think that competitors should strive for intentionality with their aids and think about how these aids will genuinely support and enhance the message of their informational speech. All of the same original oratory delivery and writing challenges also hold for informational speakers too. And again, I would advise exploring classic oration instruction when thinking about engaging the audience. Aristotle's three keys to rhetoric, ethos, pathos, and logos are still relevant and powerful today when thinking about crafting a winsome, persuasive, and powerful speech. 
Here are a variety of super spicy tips from platform enthusiast and debate mastermind Matt Kramer, formerly a competitor for Rock Springs and now a member of the University of Wyoming debate team. Hi everyone, my name is Mac and I'm a debater from the University of Wyoming. When I was in high school, informative was one of my main events. I did infos on things like video games, habits, spies, and jazz. Quite a variety. But that's what I think is so fun about info. I've never actually seen two of them talking about the exact same thing, so you learn something entirely new every single speech. Today, I'm going to give you six info tips from the perspective of both a past competitor and now a judge that's watching informative rounds myself. I hope that they help you do info like an in-pro. I also hope that your puns are better in your speeches than mine are on this podcast. Tip number one is to watch NSDA final speeches. I know it can sound kind of boring, but it actually helps a lot. Each finalist on that stage started in the exact place that you are that you were. Each one of them has carefully honed their presentation to be charming, charismatic, funny, and satisfying to watch. One NSDA final speech can teach you as much about how to be successful at info as an entire tournament can, or maybe even more. If you go in-depth enough, then you can learn so much from each and every one of these speeches. You should do a few things when you watch these rounds, though. Take notes on their presentation, yeah, but also on the organization, structure, content, and depth of their speech. When everyone's a killer speaker in a finals round, it comes down to the subtleties in what you say, rather than just how you say it. Take notes on the funny jokes that they make and why they were effective, or on a particularly emotional moment and how their tone and gestures change to fit it. It really will teach you a whole lot. Tip number two is to choose a topic about something that you're passionate about, no matter what it is. There's something that hits differently to both you and your audience when the topic that you're presenting on is something that you're deeply interested in or passionate about. This could be literally anything. I did video games, but you could do something like orca whales, traffic, or motivation, as long as you approach it with an awareness of both the interest your audience will have in the topic as it is, and the depth and spin that you'll have to put on that topic. The more that you do one, the less that you have to do on the other. A speech that's on how Big Hero 6's microbot invention is actually real and used today might be really interesting on face to your audience and will probably need a little less spin and depth than something like cardigan sweaters. Anything can be made interesting. And that's tip number three, is to use your passion on the topic to extract depth in areas that you didn't know existed previously. The best informative speeches are ones that teach the audience something they didn't already know. What most people don't realize is that this goes beyond just teaching your audience content and extrapolating that content into a concept that the, your audience can hold on to. Judges are goldfish. Their memory of all the awesome moments of your speech will last around three seconds after you're done, unless you give them a reason to hold on to it. Judges are also very self-involved. They like you talking about them and making them feel important. Put these two facts together, and the way to hold your judge's attention is to make them feel special, smart, or savvy about something in their everyday lives. This can be done really effectively by talking about the cultural significance of your topic, or how it might affect people's psychology. If you're giving an info about movies, you might have a section about how mass media has been used to manipulate people in the general population via propaganda, fake news stories, or clickbait, and how your judge is affected in their everyday lives by those little videos that they see on Facebook. A good rule of thumb. 
If your judge is likely to brag about what they learned from your speech to seem smart at a dinner party, then you've definitely got enough depth. Tip number four is to memorize holistically. Too often, I see people approaching memorization in an incredibly rote way. They'll memorize every word of their speech, and then they'll memorize all of their gestures and hand movements, and then they'll memorize all of their facial expressions. This is incredibly inefficient and tiring, because you can cut the time in half that you spend memorizing by just doing all of these at once. Your brain will have multiple cues to act on, so you'll no longer need to pull the next source out of thin air. Now you have the context of that source coming at a very specific part of that speech. Maybe when you've just changed your visual, you're crouched down, and you're glancing around yourself suspiciously. Instead of needing to raw Instead of needing to rely on something like pure memory alone, you can use cues in your speech about what hand gestures you're doing, where you are in the speech, your location of your visuals, and the emotional charge that's in that moment, and that will prime you on the next portion of your speech to give. As a bonus, this can also get you thinking about your gestures early in the game, so that you don't get to a tournament and suddenly realize that you're confused on what to do with your hands. We've all been there. Tip number five is that visuals are a little bit overrated. Now, undeniably, the coolest part of informative is the visuals, but let me explain. You will not be ranked first in your round because of your incredible visual, but you will be ranked first in the round because of the polish of your speech, your presentation, and your connection with the audience, which are all reinforced by your visual aid. In other words, your speech should not be dependent on your visual to function, but it should use one effectively to present your ideas. Think of something like a TED Talk. Those speakers would be just as captivating and charming if you took away their slideshows and fancy PowerPoints. The speakers add those slides to convey supplemental information, in addition to just being downright satisfying to listen to. Your visuals should be a supplement, and not the whole show. Tip number six is to present well. This skill comes naturally with time, and so isn't necessarily the same as some of these other tips that are more straightforward. There are a lot of things that you can do to help with presentation. Watching NSDA rounds, TED Talks, and rounds at tournaments will give you the best resource for honing your own presentation. But past this, you ought to practice these skills like facial expression, tone, or gestures with a coach in the mirror. Nothing will solidify these ideas more than you practicing them and trying them out for yourself. One mini tip. When you get to a certain point of polish and memorization, you will adopt what I like to call oratory voice. It's where you basically have the same progression in the tone of your voice for sentence after sentence. Do not have oratory voice. It sounds artificial, makes your humor not hit as well, and the tonal repetition can cause your audience to zone out. Variety, as in life, is the spice of informative. You should shake it up a bit and have places where you deliberately break the tone, either by talking a bit faster than normal in some areas or dropping in some deadpan humor without any inflection. Notice how only one tip on this list was on the presentation that actually happens in round. Most of your info prowess will actually come from the structure of your speech, its depth, and its ability to engage the audience, as well as these presentation skills. There's no substitute for sitting down and doing some careful edits to make your speech engaging to listen to, past the surface-level presentation. Often, when I was giving informative speeches, I would get really scared to sit down and make some careful edits to change what I knew might have been an organizational error. 
I would get into the sunk cost fallacy where I thought that I had to continue doing the same informed of speech or else my memorization might suffer or I might mess up more. Though I might mess up more in the first couple rounds, the edits that you make to your speech ultimately will do you a lot better in the long run. And you'll probably surprise yourself in how easy that you can actually memorize these organizational changes. Ultimately, it will definitely make you a better competitor, even if it does look scary at first. So I 100% recommend making some edits to your speech. Well, thank you for listening to me rant about uh, informative speaking for a few minutes, and I hope you have a nice day and can use these tips effectively in your own speech and debate career. Thank you so much to Mac for the gift of these thorough and helpful, informative speaking tips for competitors. If you'd like to hear more from Mac on One Clap, I will link to their interview about their mad debate skills. But perhaps you'd like more about informative speaking on One Clap. You're in luck because I have a great interview with tons of helpful, informative speaking content from Marcus Viney that I will link on the website. Hannah Hu and Callie Fermanac's interviews also have some good ideas for platform speakers, and I will link to other helpful resources for informative speaking on oneclapspeechanddebate.com. If you have or know of more resources for students, coaches, or judges, reach out and let me know. I'll make sure to link these resources on the website as well. If you have an idea or request for One Clap Speech and Debate, shoot me an email at lylewiley at gmail.com or reach out on the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast website or social media linked in the show notes. Hey, this new year, maybe consider supporting One Clap Speech and Debate by checking out our Patreon page linked in the show notes. You can partner with me on this journey for as little as $1 a month and stop patronage at any time. Those of you that are patrons, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the One Clap Speech and Debate podcast wherever you listen. Watch for new episodes of One Clap, Rock On Debate, Coach Connection, Speech Love, and of course, A Long Winter's Clap, these episodes where we're doing event overviews. Also, make sure that you check out Marcus Viney's most recent Lincoln-Douglas debate, January-February topic analysis on killer robots. It is definitely worth a listen. Thank you for listening. Best of luck to everyone out there competing at tournaments and clappy holidays from One Clap. Happy holidays from One Clap Speech and Debate.